from the Tulsa world. This is the OSU Sports Extra Podcast, sponsored by Albert G's Barbecue. Here are your hosts, Dean Rule and Jawan Lee. Season 3, Episode 13 of the OSU Sports Extra Podcast. Jawan Lee joined on this Thursday afternoon by my co-host, Dean Rule. And by week is over. We got a little rest. We have a game. It's not Saturday. It's Friday this week, but we have a game. How are you feeling, Dean? I'm feeling good, Juwan. You know, it reminds me a little bit when I was covering preps last year. You know, Friday was the big day. Uh, the big game day experience was was always on Friday. And uh, so it feels a little bit like that. A little bit like a preps game, um, <laughs> just, just off the date. But also, uh, you know, the there's kind of a weird feel around this game. And, and I think you can, when you factor in primetime, ESPN, Friday night, it, it, it gives off a weird feel, but, but I'm kind of excited for it. Yeah, so, you know, earlier this week, we talked about the the starting quarterback. Mike Gunny didn't know at first, and then he went with Alan Bowman. Has anything changed? Are we still expecting Alan Bowman to suit up his QB1 Friday? Yeah, I think Alan Bowman is is QB one. All signs, all roads lead to that um, in Oshu's offense, and they got. A, there's pros and cons to to him, his performance against Iowa State, but uh, he played well enough to where that they feel this is what the best op- best option is moving forward, and and it seems they're they're sticking with that. Now, Dean, so we have Oklahoma State playing Kansas State this Friday. They're coming off of a win over UCF and they're, you know, to kick off kick off their Big 12 schedule. Now, you did an article earlier ranking the rest of their schedule. I believe you have this as their second hardest game remaining. What are you expecting from this Kansas State team? And just kind of walk me through what led to your decision on placing them there in that ranking. Right. I think if you look at can't you know, I forget it's a viral moment now and I'm forgetting who the coach was. But uh uh he goes into his post game press conference and he goes, you know, his team had lost and it's some NFL coach and he goes, you know, they are who we thought they were, right? I don't know. Right. Oh, but I forgot his name. It's on the tip of my tongue. Coach. I don't know who it was though, because I know it's an older clip, but anyway. So Kansas State is who is who we thought they were, right? You know, they've got a strong offensive line. They've got another defensive end um, who's who's menacing. He's he's getting into the backfield. They've got a, a running back who seems to kind of be filling in quite nicely for Deuce Vaughn and a veteran quarterback and Will Howard, kind of operating the offense. So this Kansas State team came in with expectations. They're they're by all means, living up to it through the first uh, third of the season. Um, so, so, yeah, I think Kansas State is what you expected this Kansas State team to be. It is what we've seen through four games um, in, in, term, in terms of what is going to be coming to Stillwater uh, on Friday. You know, with OSU being at home, I just, you know, we just taught the audience that you had this as the second hardest game remaining on OSU schedule, but you can couple that in with the line being minus 12 for Kansas State. Um, what is the matchup like with Oklahoma State? Are we kind of penciling this is in as a loss? Walk me through where your head is at heading into this heading into this game. Yeah, you know, I think me personally, Juwan, 
I, and this is why when we make our predictions, it's always kind of hard for me to to do because I, I, I try my best not to predict what's going to happen. Right. I always like to just come right. in blanks, nothing there. Um, but I think um, with what OSU were there at where Kansas state's at, you know, there, there's a reason that OSU is a double digit dog. Like you said, um, there's not a lot of confidence in them. There's a lot of confidence in Kansas State. I think, and to go back to what I said earlier, I think it all sets up for for just a weird game overall, right? Just with the time, the 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 date. I wish you was doing their blackout theme. It, it's all sets up. It sets up a kind of a unique stage, um, and we'll see how that plays out on Friday. So just going through some of the stats for for this Kansas State, and we'll we'll start off on how Kansas State's offense matches up against this OSU's defense because we we talked heavily about OSU defense and correcting some of the things that they dealt with the past couple of weeks. But you have them coming in at 482 yards of total offense per game. That's their average. 283 yards passing, 198 yards rushing per game. How does this Oklahoma State defense match up against Kansas State's offense? Right. What what Kansas State has is a veteran quarterback who's really kind of stepped in and, and continues to just be a consistent force in that offense. And that helps not only in the passing game, but it opens up the running game. And they've got uh, DJ Giddens filling in. Uh, he's kind of the replacement for Deuce Vaughn uh, a year later. And so I think you sit down, you do the math on all this, and there's a reason that Kansas State's offense is operating so well because they also have such a strong um, offensive line. You know, Cooper Beebe, I don't know where he's projected to be drafted, but I'm sure he's a guy that teams are going to be – he's going to be sought after by NFL teams. Um, you know, you got guys like him on the offensive line. But so point being, it's veteran, it's old, a splash of young talent in there, and, and it's working out well for them. I think early. The, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, because I know you're asking about how that matches up pro shoes defense. I think where this is going to be one is on third downs. Juwan. If there's one aspect of K-State offense versus OSU defense that I had to pick what is going to decide this, it's going to be third downs. OSU's defense has been struggling a little bit on, on third downs, um, you mm-hmm. know, getting off the field. And I think Kansas State right now through four games is converting 54% of their third downs. Wow. Um, and so, so, that, so when, when we, you list off all the offensive stats they've had, well, uh, when, you, when, you, when you're converting third downs like that, yeah, you're going to have efficient numbers. Um, and so I think that's going to be the big thing about where, in, in terms of K- Kansas State offense versus OSU defense, that's where I think if you told me pick one thing that's going to determine the outcome, uh, I think just watch third downs. That's going to be what decides this. Now, earlier in the week, one of the bigger things that you touched on, you wrote about it was this people in the Oklahoma secondary saying they need, they need to have a change in mentality when they're approaching some of these games moving forward, touch on that position group specifically and some of the things that they may deal with heading into Friday. Yeah, so you're going to have a secondary, and it's, it's something that we've pointed out from the beginning, from spring camp. OSU secondary is going to be young. There are going to be issues. It's going to take a little bit. Um, and, 
you know, when you're playing younger guys who, who are stepping in and you're going up against a, a pretty efficient quarterback too, who, who takes care of the football. Well, he, I think Will Howard's it's eight interceptions to four or eight touchdowns to four interceptions. So you can catch him, but, but he's also very efficient in his uh, pass completions. So how OSU secondary stacks up to that is it, it's really, I think there's been a lot of miscommunications on the field and, and I think it was mostly apparent against Iowa state. And, and so I think that's something that they're working on, on cleaning up and fixing because yeah, if not it's, it's they're in for a long night again. Yeah. You definitely touched on, I mean, eight interceptions, I mean, eight touchdowns to four interceptions, um, three other past four games, they've put up at least 40 points. So it's going to be an interesting task for, for this Oklahoma state secondary do you feel that they've seen another team similar to this offense this year? I don't think so. Um, I guess you could maybe say South Alabama put up similar numbers against them, but in terms of how Kansas State's offense is operating through these first four games, this is going to be a pretty strong test. Um, you know, against Arizona State, they saw a, a young quarterback who was – dynamic and will probably be a, a, a real problem in a couple of years uh, for opponents. But no, I think this is going to be the first true test for them. And also, also another kind of statistic that sticks out to me is that he's only been sacked five times and three of those came in there, you know, a couple of weeks ago in one game. So that's letting me know that he's getting the ball out of his hands fast. Um, kind of walk me through how Oklahoma State's defensive line may match up against their offensive line. Yeah, I think um, the Kansas State might have, I don't want to go out on a limb here and say they are the best in the Big 12, but they have one of the best offensive lines in the Big 12 um, because they're experienced. They, they've recruited that position well and, and they've developed it. Um, and so that's going to be the big thing is can you get into the backfield? And that's why I think you know, we talked a lot about at the beginning of the year uh, not showing off all your tricks just yet, right? I think we both kind of agreed the first two games, OSU's play calling was was a little bland, and uh, and and that was intentional because you don't want to show off all your all the bells and whistles just yet. And so I think if you're going to show them off, this is going to be the game you're going to see, especially especially in uh, in Brian Nardo's defense and how they stack up because. You know, in this three-three-five uh, scheme, they've shown a little bit of what Colin Oliver can do coming down back onto the onto the edge of the line. They've shown some how they you know approach pass rush, but I think this is where, if that creativity is there and if they're confident in running it, this is really where you're going to start to see it. Because yeah, Will Howard has all the time in the world to go through his reads, sit back, make an accurate throw. There's all kinds of space for running backs to run because of that offensive line. And so that's why I think if you're going to get creative, this is the game to do it. And one last thing before we move on to the offense, coming off of this bye week, what are you kind of hoping to see improve from this defense where you can say, okay, this is a step forward, and I know they can take this with them moving forward through the season? Yeah, I think if you want to be the ultimate optimist, I think the two things you'd probably like to see are uh, improved pass coverage. Um, I think that would be priority number one. 
And the second one is getting into the backfield because it, it got totally overshadowed um, when they played Iowa State. But OSU's run defense was great. I think Iowa State averaged only 2.8 yards a carry. Like that defense, OSU's defense was able to kind of nullify that attack. The problem was the quarterback could sit back and, and really <laughs> go through progressions. Um, you know, and so I think w- when you break it down like that, those are the two things that if you wanted to take the optimistic approach, those are the ones you'd want to focus on. Moving on to the offense, we detailed earlier that yes, Alan Bowman will be the QB QB one moving forward into this game. How much good do you feel it did for Alan Bowman to be named the starter before the bye week? Had a little time to to get more reconciled with this offense during the bye week, and now he's being named QB one heading into this game. I mean, I think it a hundred percent helps, right? I mean, we mean you talked about this even when they were doing the quarterback after the South Alabama game, we said, okay, you know, the experiment, you you got whatever information you wanted to get out of that. Now it's time to just go with one. And so I think when you've got a guy like Alan Bowman, who's been in a lot of quarterback competitions, he's won some, he's lost some, he's been to a bunch of different schools. I think even though he might, he's getting a little bit of a later start, he's got all the tools and the knowledge and the experience to, maybe kind of reclaim and and help this offense out. Um, and I think you saw it a little bit against Iowa State that I think the word I'll use, Juwan, is it ran smoother. I think the offense just ran smoother against Iowa State with just him in the back, and I think pass mm. protection improved a lot, and, and, and that was helpful in it all. So I think when you kind of – see that and you take those positives and there's there's some negatives you can take away from that Iowa State game without a doubt but you you take all that and and you, you kind of extrapolate what you need to extrapolate from it you overall get a get to the the conclusion of okay this was just necessary it needed to happen and you just got to go with it yeah I totally agree with that about how the offense ran smoother during that game. And that's just a benefactor of the fact that he's just the only one operating again. You know, you're able to get in the rhythm. You're not worried about getting snatched out after four drives. So hopefully he takes a step forward this week now that he knows that, okay, this is my offense, at least for now. You never know how Mike Gundy's <laughs> mind may change. But looking at his sample size this this season how do you feel he matches up in this off in this oklahoma state offense in total matches up against kansas state's defense you know this the iowa state defense was was you know top 20 top 20 defense even top 25 defense in the nation and so that osu gets no favors because now they're going to be against a kansas state defense that's of uh equal or greater value to to what they saw in iowa state so uh, it's not going to be the easiest mountain to climb uh, once <laughs> again for OSU, but I think the having the full game at Iowa State, having the bye week, and then having this game, it's it should be more than enough time to where he's truly comfortable, but I think it's one of those, until you get out there, how they match up is just, it's going to be a game time thing, and, and how they adjust, and how OSU adjusts, and really that those in-game things are really, I think, what's going to determine how he plays because Iowa State was able to kind of shut him down. 
Now let's see if they can adjust uh, against Kansas State. I know in er, in earlier weeks episode, you talked about how, you know, if you were a coach, you may not want your bye week so early in the season like this. Seeing as how Oklahoma State really wasn't able to take momentum into into the bye week, do you worry about some of that layover as they come into the Kansas State game? I don't think so. I, I would not think so. I think the bye week for them just came at the best time because, I mean, I, I know we've kind of joked about it a little bit. Like, everybody just needs a break. Everybody just <laughs> needs a break. And so that's why I think it's it was beneficial to take it then. Um, but you're also going to be oh, she's also going to be getting a, a Kansas State team that's coming off a bye, and they're coming off you know a good win against Central Florida. Um, yeah, they had a heartbreaker loss on a last second field goal against Mizzou. So, oh no, yeah, I, I think the even despite how they hit the bye, I don't think it's super. And I would not worry too much about carryover. Is there a position group on on this Oklahoma State offense where you feel they hold the hold the advantage going into Friday? I don't know if there's one position I would key in on. I think I think what will be I think I made it the key before Iowa State, and I'll make it the key again against Kansas State. Just streamline the offense, get the ball in the town's hand. And I think that OSU will see success, right? I think they can at least keep it close. I mean, Juwan, I, I never say never. Who knows? I mean, they could pull up the, the upset of the uh, of the year for all I know <laughs> uh, on Friday night. But I think if you just play the numbers game, OSU can at least remain in the game. I think anybody that would argue that they're going to get, you know, blown out by 30, I don't know if I'd listen to that. Um, but I think, yeah, K-State, I think if you go pound for pound talent, K-State might win a lot of those. But I think if OSU just streamlines getting the ball to their talent, and I know it's a lot easier to say than it is to actually execute, then I think they, they could really uh, remain, you know, it could still be a game in the fourth quarter. Now, last game against Iowa State, we saw Ollie Gordon get a bulk of the carries, 18 carries for 121 yards. Do we see that same type of workload for him this week? Yeah, I think you should, right? It makes sense. Um, I think the, the, a lot of those OSU's trio of running back have their strengths and weaknesses. And I think OSU can play to those strengths and weaknesses to, to create an overall more dynamic product in the backfield. And I think they do do that um, fairly well. But yeah, Ollie Gordon should be the one getting the ball the most. Because um, I think he's probably the most well-rounded of the three, uh, so that makes sense. And yeah, I, I I think he should continue to to get all the touches or most of the touches. I mean, all right. Well, we got a big big game for Oklahoma State Friday. You want to give us a final prediction before we before we head out of here, Dean? I'm gonna go. I, I weighed this all night last night, Juwan, because I knew we were recording this today. <laughs> and I said, because if you go on Twitter, there seems to be a growing uh, collection of fans who think, oh, she's going to pull this off, right? Hmm. And I'm like, 
I don't think, and so I, I see that and I'm like, well, that seems to, seems to be a little momentum trending that way. I don't know if I can get on the podcast and predict it though. <laughs> I will try to find the healthy medium and I'll say it's ball game in the fourth quarter and OSU gets gets over the, the scores more than 30 points. I'm going to say they're going to do it. This is the week. It comes to an end. But I'm going to go 41 to 31. Oh, we got a high scoring Friday night game. You, I mean, you said it. You said it, Juan. Kansas State's coming off how many? I forget whatever you said. They, they're getting you know forty points a game. I think OSU's going to break the streak. I think that this offense might is going to continue to trend positively, but I don't know if it's enough to 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 win this. I'm in the I'm in a similar boat. I don't think Oklahoma State wins this either. Thirty points. <sighs> I think they get close. I think they close. I'm I'm gonna take Kansas State 41 to to 27, but I do think this is the best version of this Oklahoma State offense we get. I think it was very well that Allen Bowman was able to get QB one snaps before the bye. You go into bye, you go into the bye week, like you said, everybody just needed a break, cool down a little bit. He knows he's the starter. He's coming in with a little bit more confidence, and I think this is the best version of this offense that we get this week. Unfortunately, it won't end up in a win, but I, it'll be some it'll be some positives that Oklahoma State can take moving forward, though. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree. I agree. All right, you got anything else before we before we head out of here for the week, Dean? I don't think so. Um, I guess for everybody listening, I'll be doing the solo pod again after the game, so you'll be getting. So if you're listening to this one, uh, just stay. Keep an eye out for Friday night. Late Friday night, we'll have something up. Um, hopefully, for your your listening pleasure, either late Friday night if you're if you're crazy <laughs> and you're staying up till two a.m. or uh, <laughs> on your Saturday morning drive. And we'll be we'll be we'll be looking forward to hear that Oklahoma State again. They play Friday night, so you'll be getting this episode Thursday night. So keep tuned for. Dean's post game pod, wherever you get your podcast from, Apple, Spotify. You can even visit the TulsaWorld.com and see Dean's full breakdown of that game and any previews that we have. So we appreciate you guys listening for another week of the OSU Sports Extra podcast. We'll see you guys later.